Hello, and welcome to the dozenth episode of The Running Anthropologist. Today, a brief introduction. We hear some really strong realities, but along with them, some really remarkable people doing great things to combat those realities. And this episode stands sort of in contrast to a lot of our episodes in that people are free to run, for the most part, the running community as far as they want and many corners of the globe wherever they want. And in episode two, we had uh, Michael Wardian on running 650 miles uh, across the landscape of, of Israel. And today we hear from Palestinians in Bethlehem and Ramallah who have a hard time even getting together uh, eight or ten miles and making loops to form a, a marathon to be able to run an international marathon. So we learn about that, about what keeps them going, their hope, and what the international running community means to them and brings to them. For me, this is one of my favorite episodes because we get to do that and we get to join them and have both solidarity and compassion. So glad that you joined us today. Look forward to learning. Let's get started. And we're going to start off with a couple things. The International Palestine Marathon, the founder, hearing from him, as well as a runner in Lamala, a member of Team Palestine, and members of Team Palestine or runners raising for charity of the Children's Relief Fund in Palestine. That's what Team Palestine does in Atlanta and Chicago, back in running communities in the U.S., you might see them around at some of the biggest races, the Chicago Marathon, the, uh, the Peach Tree in Atlanta, Georgia, all of these places doing good things to support children overseas in a difficult situation and to encourage equal egalitarian running, equal treatment for all people, regardless of their faith, regardless of their ethnicity or their religion. And that's a great thing. Without further ado, let's hear from our first guest. And I'd like to welcome to the podcast the co-founder of the Right to Movement Palestine, George Sadan, who is uh, gracious enough to join us and also to follow up and uh, help us connect with more information about the Palestine Marathon. So thanks, thanks for being with us, George. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for hosting us and giving us the space to, to talk about our project. Definitely. So I know that you actually spent some time in the States and um, went to University of Southern California and have uh, lived and worked in Los Angeles at various points. How is it that um, you came to bring running back to uh, Palestine? Right. So I am actually at the moment, I am living in California for the past year. I've been a student, graduate student at the, the University of Southern California in Los Angeles. Prior to that, I was uh, fortunate to join uh, two friends from Denmark uh, to start a running movement in Palestine back in 2011, where uh, really started just basically with a small idea of making the uh, first marathon in Palestine. 
prior to our, prior to the Palestine, right to movement Palestine marathon, what we the only we would have race like few uh, two three mile races. People would actually call the marathon because the culture of a marathon did not exist, so people didn't know what's a marathon. Hmm. Uh, and then we came on board with the idea of making the first marathon in Palestine. Uh, the first marathon took place in 2013. We had uh, uh, 600 runners. Wow, great. Uh, right. It was a really a strong start. We've had 300 internationals. Most of them were from Denmark, as my partners uh, were Danish. We, we worked a lot on promoting the race in Denmark. And then uh, we had the Danish technical company that does the Copenhagen Marathon. Hmm. Deal with all the technicalities of the race. We've never was really brand new in, in Palestine. Such an exciting process. We've never had a, prof- a, a professional, uh, a really professional race or sports event organized. So we've had a lot of the first time to do, uh, including building uh, a community-based community-based running groups. As a byproduct of the marathon, where we tried to introduce a culture of running, introduce uh, more sort of normalize running for Palestinian women in the streets in order to support the marathon where people could have uh, sort of a, a goal to, to participate in this race or train for this event, etc. Sure. Yeah, that was one of the main things I, I wondered about was how, you know, how that caught on and how training would go. Um, especially for, you know, the younger generation and for women who are interested in running. Do you, would you say that the, the Palestine Marathon has helped to change that culture in the sure. streets? Yeah. So, uh, so the, as I told you, the first year we started with 600 runners. The last version we organized the race, we had 4,600 runners. Wow, great. That's fantastic. Uh, we've had, we started with 37% females. The last edition had 48% female percentage which is really quite uniquely high in the Middle East. Sure. And, and impressive. And it, it's, it's, it's a result of a lot of hard work in our nine different community running groups where we've had uh, a volunteer-based community managers, as we call them both, a female and a male, organized community exercises, community long runs, and, and, and a different, we've had, we had groups in Haifa, in Yafa, and in Jerusalem and Ramallah and Bethlehem, all over the West Bank, and over all uh, in, in some cities in Israel as well, where we will uh, people will train uh, will call through social media mainly Facebook will organize the uh, sp- the events uh, on a weekly basis on a on a specific schedule and will call out people will encourage people to come from the community from schools from universities we've had member we have members from. 17 years old to up to 70, 70 years old. Wow. We've actually, we actually we have a, the longest a marathon runner in Palestine running with us uh, on a weekly basis, Mr. George George Mata. He's 75 years old. And uh, we've, yeah, we've been working sort of on, I always call it, a consistent way of achieving social change in the sense that I don't claim that every person Back home now is supportive of, or would be, all the women would feel comfortable, or the situation is perfect for women to run. But at least in the areas where we operate, because we've been there for now for seven years, and running every single weekend, every single week in the same place, the same spot, people sort of started accepting us. A lot of people won't join us, but they know who we are and what we do, 
and it, it became an inspiration for for other other sports to start, other initiatives for for to start for for to, to support and encourage women to do what they like to do, and in particular in our case, long distance running. Yeah, little by little, and I I think you're right in that I've seen over time consistency pays off in any cultural change, and for young people to see other women out there running, as as you said, almost half the women, half the people are women in the marathon now, and I'm right. sure in the training they they will be inspired, and younger uh, girls, you know, going up through school will see this and and want to do it. So that's that's really cool. Exactly, and it inspires other sports as well. So it really achieves. On the long term, cultural change of acceptance and support. You know, for for uh, women to, to feel support, to feel supported in Palestine. The family has to feel to feel uh, to be comfortable with it. The, the, she has to be comfortable with it. The family has to be comfortable with it. Has to be sort of a supportive support system. Yeah, and I I know that even even with that supportive community and all of you putting together these small running groups. It's not all roses. So in other words, it's, it's definitely not easy, um, like geographically, physically, and the way in which Palestine is set up. Um, could you tell us a little bit about how kind of the checkpoints and the way the settlements right. and refugee camps are, how that impacts the, the training and the marathon? So uh, let me start by explaining to you, uh, explaining to the audience uh, this uh, information. The, the, the Race in Palestine, the right to movement race, the name itself, right to movement, came, uh, it, I, I told you at the beginning of the project, we started from really no culture of running, we didn't know what we were doing basically, <laughs> and then and then uh, the name came from us looking for a, a track for the marathon, you know, you want to find 42, 42 uh, kilometers, 2.195 or 26.2 miles, and interestingly when we were looking for this distance in Bethlehem, we couldn't find a straight route where we can find we can we can run from point A to point B and finish this distance. Interesting. Because uh-huh. In Bethlehem, under the Palestinian control, and that's not because the city is small not to have this, this ability. It's because the city is uh, sort of there's checkpoints on both sides of the city, limiting the movement of of Palestinians. That you, if you're a runner, you have to pass through these checkpoints. You're gonna go outside the area of this checkpoint. Huh. There's around 23 settlements, <coughs> excuse me, surrounding the city of Bethlehem, where it has t- confiscated about 70% of the city lands hmm. at the moment. So the, really, the way you run a marathon in, in Palestine, it's, it's the only way to do it. Is to, what we found is from point A to point B, around 10 kilometers. And we literally had to go through some family backyard to make it ten and a half kilometers. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to finish a marathon, you have to do that distance four times. So you start at the Church of Nativity, the historical place of where Jesus was born, and then you go to the other side of the city, the, the sort of to the border of, of the settlement and the checkpoint, uh, which is originally part of the city, right? And then that's ten and a half kilometers. So if you want to do them to a marathon, you have to go back to the Church of Nativity. Again and do that that bit one more time. Oh boy, that's a lot of back and forth. But I'm right. I'm glad that you're able to achieve that and get people to to come along and families to let you use their land. Exactly, it sort of resembles the reality of the everyday life. Uh, you know, when you when you run the marathon, you run by two check two Israeli checkpoints. You run by at least three settlements through mm. refugee Palestinian refugee 
camps. But you know, right by the wall in, in the city, which has eaten around 20% of the city land, the wall itself. So you really, that's the same way I go to work, the same way I go to school, the same way uh, we go we go out to a restaurant. So it's the same way you run. It's part of, it's a reality of how we live. So hmm. it really resembles the everyday life of a, of a Palestinian. So and little, I just think, so little right, space. Yeah. Exactly. And it, it's it's a really powerful way to say to see it because, you know, we try to attract runners to come to a professionally and professional marathon. And then we get uh, people who understand by running the marathon the reality of living under occupation. So it's, it's really a message it's using using running for for a big message. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to tell people, oh, we're very restricted in our daily movement and we can't do things, you know, go from point A to point B very easily. But then when they actually witness that while trying to do a run and uh, realize right. how very limited that, that space is, I'm sure that brings a lot of awareness to the, through the running community. Exactly. And, and also specifically running a professionally, professional marathon with a, with a sort of Middle Eastern touch. So when you're, in, when you're running a marathon, it's, in, in the U.S. or in Chicago, whatever, you're going to get energy cell. We give you a Palestinian fresh date, for example. So it's, it has it. We will have uh, Dabke or the Palestinian traditional dancing on, on the stages. We, well, we try to spice it up with like local traditions and all, all that. Oh, that's wonderful. I, I'm sure that everyone who's taken part, you know, it's been a very powerful experience for them in terms of their understanding of the world, but also a very welcoming experience. I know that the people of Palestine are really happy to have something like this in, in their backyard. Right. It did, it did have. So that, that race in Bethlehem, and if you look to the, if you look to the local community, uh, you know, Bethlehem is a city of Christmas, and people would say that this is the third most important week in the city economically after Christmas, Easter, and then the marathon, because it has brought so much. In, in the in the last edition, we've had, out of 4,600 runners, we've had 1,200 internationals. Wow, come. great. So that's that's a lot of lot of uh, tourist business in the city, <laughs> a lot of uh, excitement, a lot of uh, people uh, staying at local places, buying local food, buying local products, buying <laughs> from the local uh, Well, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, any individual who's interested in some of that history, um, you know, ancient or biblical history could could uh, have a great experience, not only with the marathon, but also, right. you know, through Bethlehem and the surrounding areas. So that's that's a really cool. Exactly. And th- that's also one thing we, tra- we worked on is organizing, uh, like giving people an option to sign up for a week tour while they're there for the marathon where they could uh, do the biblical tour, uh, visit the uh, Mount of Temptation in Jericho, visit the Holy, Holy Sepulchre Church in Jerusalem, Temple Mount, do the, uh, take a visit to the uh, mountain of Herodian where uh, the king of Herodian, king of Israel, used to, was living. All that throughout their experience when they're there. So people, some, we organized some hiking tours. If people are interested in hiking, they will do hiking after the race, for example, we organized some um, wine tasting tours. So people would go to the wine uh, wine uh, manufacturers or wine factories around and have tours. After we tried to to get people to understand the local look at local system and what the local life and all that. 
Oh, that's great. Well, I, I know that, you know, you talking off air and communicating, there are a lot of, a lot of things that happen and a lot of connections that are made through running because it's such a powerful equalizer and uniter of people. I, I know that it, it, it's a good thing for Palestine and I know that it's a good thing for others to be there and to experience it. Um, if there was one message that, you know, that you would want to share with people who are considering going to the marathon or just were curious about that part of the world, what, what would be the message you would give them? I always tell, tell people that the, we, one of the, the main reasons why we, I, I feel so passionate about this personally is try to promote this. We really, we're promoting ourselves as normal people. You know, we're always portrayed as, uh, we're always known for what's happening in the Middle East, right? No, we want to tell people that we're like everyone else in Sweden or in France or in the U.S. or in South Africa or in Kenya that we like to run and dance and sing normally like other people and we really do and we have a prof- uh, we, we're just passionate about life and that when you come and experience being in, in Palestine and running the, the running in Palestine and understand, you will understand much, you will love the experience you're going to get the great food great experience of meeting people and it's still going to be beyond running to an extent where you would really appreciate also the fact that you would think how, how you, you where you're living, you really, it's really yeah, sort of granted right for you to, to decide where you're going to run, when you're going to run. But in a lot of parts of the world, it's not the case. And in particular, in Palestine, it's not the case where we have, we really have to go through a lot of thinking when we're going to do, where we're going to run this. Where For me as a Palestinian, if I run, where am I allowed to run? When am I allowed to run in order for me to be safe? Mm-hmm. In order for me to feel, to feel protected? Uh, for a Palestinian woman, it's another so it's it's another layer of complexity. So it's really people appreciating the fact that it's. I, I live in Southern California here. I, I go to to Venice Beach, and there's a, the most beautiful running track on the beach. I can do it whenever I want to do it. Hmm. So it's it's really people understanding the privilege that we all have in a way or another, and understanding that people would still cope if you enjoy enjoy running, you would cope and find the mechanism that supports you to do what you like to do. And that's what they exactly have created in Palestine. Wow, what a, what a great message to close on, George. I, I really, I tune in with that. I resonate with that. And that feeling of gratitude and, and thankfulness to, to have freedom of movement and also that compassion for, you know, building compassion for others who don't have that and um, recognizing what, what real people, people who have families and really just need that that space to run would would like. So I'm I, I'm really grateful for you I, for. I appreciate that we have we have been uh, we have been sending for now over twenty different delegations to run. Uh, as this week only, we've had uh, twenty runners representing uh, our our nine different community our nine community groups in. Uh, in the Castle Welsh uh, relay race in Wales, it's 211 mile, wow. uh, 10, 20 stages uh, race in, in the Great Wales. It's an amazing Cardiff. It's an amazing race, and this is one of the oh, 20, 20 different delegations that we have sent. Uh, the way it works is really through finding passionate runners in other parts of the world who want to learn more about what we do. So we 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 develop connection with them. And we, we, throughout the year, we would fundraise 
to help support co-finance trips for runners. Uh-huh. We will choose a genderly equal running group from all the communities to to travel to get to travel together and, and participate in races. We've been in Chicago Marathon, San Francisco Marathon. We did the Two Oceans uh, Ultra Marathon in South Africa. We were we were in Beirut Marathon. We were in Davos in the Alps with the marathon in the Alps, Swiss Alpine Marathon. We've had to, we've sent runners to Copenhagen Marathon. Uh, we've sent runners to. Oh, 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 uh, we've had a runner recently in Boston Marathon who qualified Boston Marathon from Chicago Marathon. We've had runners in New York Marathon. We had runners in Santiago Marathon in Chile. We tried to, do, to send at least 10, 15 runners to these occasions and work on organizing our community gatherings while we're there and talk about our project and what we do and invite people to come and experience Palestine. Wow, running. great. Running ambassadors. I, I love that. Well, I will provide a link on our website to, you know, to that program and also hopefully recruit a few more people to go to Palestine as well, um, including myself I'll someday, be, I hope. Happy. I'll be happy. You can host your welcome to share my, my contacts. I'm happy to help people personally, provide them guidance. If they have, they have questions, I'd be happy to, to, to support and, and um, help them out. All right, that's, thanks so much, George. I'll definitely do that. And uh, once again, thanks so much for your time and, and happy running. Thank you very much, Mike, and thank you for hosting. Take care. Good luck. Thank Our next guest is Anwar Adas, who I think you'll find really inspiring. Uh, there's a bit of a language barrier, and there's also a few glitches in the line um, calling all the way to Ramallah. Uh, but you should know the main message is that his actives, or he refers to them, are activities and events. That'll help a little bit, I think. And that he has been really um, a change maker in helping to start local running clubs throughout Palestine. Um, he'll talk about all the different cities that they're in. And in cooperating or in teaming up with uh, groups in Chicago and Atlanta, who we'll hear from at the end of the episode who um, have helped him fundraise and help spread the word. And one last thing, when he says the Bethlehem Marathon, he's referring to the uh, Palestine Marathon in Bethlehem, which we've heard about in the first 20 minutes from our, from our first guest. And Anwar Abbas, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much yeah. for joining us. Thank you. You're welcome, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, everyone. Yeah. Uh, initially, before talking about uh, my experience in running, uh, let me introduce uh, myself. I am uh, Anwar Abadas from Palestine. I work as a lawyer. Uh, actually, I started running uh, in 2014 uh, with a friend. It was uh, a turning point in my life. Uh, the beginning was difficult for me for several reasons. Uh, and the one of uh, this reason are that uh, these actives uh, were new in our Palestinian, uh, Palestinian uh, society. And day by uh, one, my uh, interest in uh, running has been uh, increased because uh, of its uh, benef- uh, benefits. In 2016, I did the first half marathon in Switzerland. Uh, the name uh, the marathon uh, Davos Marathon. I do have the first half marathon. It was amazing. It was a great uh, experience in my life. I finished many uh, marathon uh, marathons. Uh, 
and you were and, and, you were always yeah. running for uh, Team Palestine during those marathons. Yes, yeah, I finished many marathon, uh, including the international marathon uh, of uh, Palestine uh, and uh, the Istanbul marathon. And this year, I will do uh, the Chicago marathon in October, inshallah. Uh, oh, with that's team great. Palestine, uh, yeah, uh, with the team Palestine Chicago, uh, Chicago. Uh, I'm so happy uh, to run with uh, them because the first time I will uh, run this marathon. And this marathon, uh, uh, the best uh, of six uh, marathon in the world. Yes, uh, the top six. Yeah. 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 The big ones. Yeah. Um, uh, in 2018, it was an important uh, period uh, period for me. I start launching uh, Team Palestine for PCR up here in Palestine as a kind of sport uh, placement uh, to collect the donations in order to help the sick kids. You know, I am so happy to do that. Uh, I am uh, so happy to run for uh, for goals for uh, for the human rights. It's uh, for me. It's good. It's good goals to uh, for run. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's a beautiful thing, and I, I know a lot of people have picked up on Team Palestine, uh, especially yes. in the Chicago area. And yeah, yeah. Would you like to tell us uh, about that? Yes, uh, you know uh, other uh, other members from Team Palestine Chicago every year come here in Palestine to run with us Beit uh, Lahem Marathon. Uh, and this uh, this year uh, they went here. It was amazing to run together, together huh. team uh, team uh, Palestine Chicago chapter and team Palestine uh, chapter here. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And I've I've heard yes. lots of stories about the children who have went to Chicago and to Atlanta and been treated. So I uh, thank you for your for your yes. work and for helping to start that. Um, could yeah. you could you maybe comment on the the culture of running uh, and how it's changing for for women and young people there in Ramallah? Actually, uh, we uh, have a chapter in Ramallah and we have chapter in Jerusalem and we chapter, we have chapter in uh, Hebron and we have chapter in Tul Karim. You know. Uh, uh, I think in the future uh, I will create a new chapter every city in Palestine. Mm -hmm. That, and inshallah, we want uh, one year or two years to do that uh, because it's difficult to create a new team uh, here in Palestine because uh, uh, it's active, uh, it's new here in Palestine, just uh, six years, seven years. So it's a new. That's great. Yeah. When when you say Shatar, you mean a local running club, right? Yeah, I uh, run with the Shatar Ramallah. So it's okay. Sometimes I go to Jerusalem. Sometimes uh, when I have a permission to go to Jerusalem. Sometimes I go to Hebron uh, to run with uh, another uh, other members. So it's okay for me. It's is difficult, but uh, it's okay. It's difficult to get from one place to another, I've heard, even though they're so close together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's difficult. So what, what, is, uh, what is the everyday, uh, the day-to-day -day like for runners in Jerusalem or Ramallah or Hebron or Bethlehem? Is it, is it easy to, uh, to get out to, to go for a run with a running club for a family or for a couple or... 
you know, uh, in Ramallah, uh, we have uh, three actors weekly. Uh, Saturday and Wednesday and uh, and uh, Saturday and Wednesday and uh, Monday and Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when we go training, uh, after the training, we post uh, to all uh, members uh, we have in the group. We will uh, run today. We have a training today. Join us uh, as a new. We uh, we tell everybody to come join. Just try this uh, sport. Oh, sometimes wonderful. some people come, sometimes no. So, but uh, we continue. Don't, uh, oh, yeah. three, three runs a week is pretty good. That's about what we have for our local running club also. So that yeah. I'd, I'd say you're doing pretty well. Um, yes. Do, do you have, um, I, I know that you've told us already about why the, the Palestine Children's Relief Fund, um, some of the things they do. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about why it's needed or um, specifically what they're doing in, in your city? Okay. Uh, uh, about BCRF, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, actually uh, as I mentioned before, we have established uh, Team Palestine uh, for the purpose of uh, recording uh, support for uh, human uh, humanitarian uh, purpose. One of uh, this way uh, uh, is to help uh, charity charities for sick children. How can we help children? You know, uh, we help these children. Uh, we help uh, them uh, through our actives and collect uh, donations to the establishment of uh, a specialized medical center for children uh, with center in uh, the West Bank and Gaza Strip. You know, uh, here Team Palestine uh, in uh, Ramallah and uh, Team Palestine Charter Chicago, we uh, collection uh, donations uh, to help uh, this organization, uh, uh, this organization, BCRF. Uh, Team Palestine Chicago uh, collection the money uh, from the actives. Every year we have uh, Chicago Marathon actives. We have uh, a small race uh, in Chicago, five kilometers. Uh, from this uh, actives, uh, bring the money for this uh, organization. Excellent. From, the, from those activities. Yes, in Ramallah, uh -huh. in Ramallah uh, we will do inshallah like this. Okay. In the, in the future. Oh, that's, yes. that's great. Yeah, from all of those activities, the marathons, the 5Ks, the uh, the different yes. running clubs, and they, I know that they work all year, you know, before the event, um, organizing and telling telling friends about the cause and raising funds. So yes. it's it's like a year round uh, year round uh, work. So why why do yes. why do you think running is important for Palestine, and what what has the marathon or other events brought uh, to the to the community there? Yeah, my friend Mark, uh, this is a great, uh, a great point to talk about. Uh, there are a lot uh, of reasons. Uh, we as Palestinians, we use running uh, to protest about what the occupation do in our lands. Uh, otherwise, uh, Palestine Marathon, it's one of the largest uh, things uh, which has happened here. We show uh, the world how we live here in Palestine and let the runners 
see the apartheid uh, separation wall and the marathon track passes from uh, two of uh, refu refugee camps. So the Palestine Marathon is one of uh, the way in uh, which we talk about the different stories that Palestine lived. Hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you get to you get to run past the separation walls and the refugee camps and get to really yes. experience um, what what people uh, the diversity of of Palestine and what people go through each day. Yes, inshallah. Yani every uh, every runners come here run uh, Palestine Marathon Bethlehem. He will uh, see everything how uh, Palestinian people uh, live here. You know, uh, all the Palestinian uh, majority Palestinian people here uh, just want to live, hmm. to live without checkpoint. Uh, just free. Uh, just feeling is free to go anything without checkpoint, without a permit to go to Jerusalem, to Jaffa, to see and to visit a, a friend. You know, just Palestinian people uh, want uh, this point. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I think I think I know the the phrase that I can that I've learned, uh, inshallah, which I've heard before, inshallah. but you've reminded me today means the yeah. God, God willing, right? Okay, good. Well, that, that's a useful phrase to know because I've heard it every few sentences and I know I'll have to listen for it if I get to travel to, uh, you know, to, to your part of the world. So, yeah. <laughs> thank you, Anwar. Thank you. Welcome, Mark. And uh, I hope to see you. You will uh, do Chicago Marathon this year? Um, I, I don't plan on running the marathon. However, um, there is a possibility that I'll be there to, to film. Yeah. And um, I have run Chicago Marathon in the past. Yeah, it's amazing, right? It's it's a wonderful marathon, and and the people are so supportive, and I'm yeah. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, inshallah, I will uh, see everything inshallah this year in Chicago Marathon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I know you'll yes. enjoy, and you'll enjoy meeting the Team Palestine members there. Inshallah, yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, Anwar, it was, it was wonderful talking to you. Good luck in your training. Okay. And welcome to the program, Arif Kazi, the, uh, the president and uh, founder, along with several others of the Atlanta Muslim Running Club. And uh, I'd just like to, yeah, just welcome you and thank you for joining us. Thank you for, uh, you know, calling me and uh, letting me into your podcast. Sure. It's really, really our pleasure and really grateful um, to have time to talk to you about, um, you know, what's going on in the Atlanta area and um, uh, how your running club got started. Um, would, would you mind telling us a little bit about it? Yes, of course. Uh, we have seen there's a lot of health related issues in, in our Muslim communities. Some common health problems are high blood pressure, high cholesterol, stress issues, diabetes, depression, obesity. So all are due to unhealthy eating habits and lack of exercise that most Muslims uh, have in our community. So a few of our buddies who, who are passionate into running uh, got together and we decided let's open a, a running club called Atlanta Muslim Running Club so we could use our experience to inspire them and promote a healthy lifestyle 
using running. That's awesome. Yeah, I've seen uh, some of your videos and, uh, you know, accomplishments over the past few years. And uh, it's really inspiring and it's great, great for Atlanta and great for, uh, you know, great for getting some interfaith uh, interaction in the, in the running community for sure. Um, so I know you guys support a lot of a lot of uh, charities, including the Palestine Children's Relief Fund. Um, do you, do you have some you know besides a healthy lifestyle? Um, do you have some uh, charity races and some goals that you do every year? Yes, uh, we participate in multiple charities actually. Um, some of them are uh, the Hunger Walk by Atlanta Community Food Bank. Uh, we raise funds to feed the hungry. Uh, we also run every year in the PCRF Walk for Their Life 5K. They Great. provide medical treatment facilities for our Palestinian children. Uh, we also participate in new family services uh, who empower and ed- educate to provide relief and tackle domestic violence issues that are happening. Mm. Um, also promote education so there's a school called muhammad schools race and they do race for education 5k and we run that every year wow that's fantastic Um, yeah anything that's charity that helps uh uh, provide need provide uh food or help to the needy where we are there to participate you know one of the things you mentioned to me arif that i think listeners might enjoy hearing um a little bit more insight into is that um, sometimes you actually get to see the children um, brought to the U.S. to receive services that they otherwise couldn't receive uh, overseas. Could you um, tell us about that? I, I don't know much about it. Yeah, so Palestine uh, Community Relief Fund, uh, they have a chapter in Atlanta. And uh, uh, Suhair, she's the leader for that uh, um, group. And they actually you know, provide medical treatment and the facility. So they bring over uh, Palestinian children uh, who were impacted by the war that's going on there. And uh, they bring them over, uh, provide them um, medical treatment and also provide rehab afterwards. So hmm. uh, once they're fully functionally uh, up and running 100%, that's when they uh, uh, move back to Palestine. Hmm. But, but you could actually see that they are using the funds uh, to provide the relief to a person that won't get that treatment in Palestine. Yeah, I know the the facilities and the resources are really limited. That's that's really really neat that they have that opening and loving embrace of um, of a place to go and a community to greet them when they arrive too. So. Um, do, do some of those kids pick up and, and join the races or cheer at the races with you all? Yeah, so Walk for Their Life 5K, uh, some of them do show up and kind of cheer us on. Um, and uh, it's glad to, good to see them that, you know, they're, they're, you know some of them might have had uh, issues with the arms or legs. It's good to see that they're back to the 100% and, um, they could walk again or even, you know, sure. you know, move around. Yeah, yeah that's, that's wonderful. Um, so uh, this may go without saying, but it, it's great to be able to sometimes put it into words because it, it's kind of a powerful thing. Um, do you mind if I ask you, what does your faith bring to, to this project and to, to the running community at large? 
Yeah, I mean, running communities love good causes, running for good causes, and Islam promotes helping people in need. Uh, this puts us in harmony with other faith groups who encourage participating in running events. And uh, Atlanta Food Community Food Bank, uh, they do the hunger walk every year. And uh, our group has been instrumental in bringing a large number of Atlanta Muslims to participate in the hunger group uh, for the hunger drive. So this promotes charity and interfaith work at the same time. That's awesome. And I, I know just from, you know, just from seeing and hearing uh, about the running community that you all also encourage uh, young women and uh, women of all ages, for that matter, to, to join into running. Yeah, I mean, uh, if you see like the Middle Eastern countries, they're just trying to get into, you know, uh, promoting women in, in running or any kind of uh, outdoor activities, right? Hmm. So having a Muslim running club, it, it it gives the opportunity for other women to join that group and say, oh, you know what? I could join this group. And they are promoting women and, and faith to uh, be part of a group where they could have similar uh, experiences and talk about, you know, issues and so forth and just have conversation and walk and jog or run together. So it's, it's, we, we also sometimes, some women are, uh, want to be separated and have their own thing. Uh, so we do sometimes have woman only running group or woman only, uh, track day or running day. And they do join and encourage other women to join that as well. So anything to get them to participate and, uh, lead a healthier lifestyle, uh, we try to promote. That's great. That that hits hits home for me. I was I was raised by a, a strong uh, women runner and a and a coach, cross country and track coach. Uh, my mom, and uh, she drugged me around everywhere, races all over the, the state and even the country, and um, got to see a lot and and learn a lot and meet a lot of great people. So I, you know, I can't uh, thank you enough for getting young women involved in something like that. I know it'll pay huge dividends in the future in the Atlanta area and uh, and beyond. Um, so thanks, thanks for your work and for starting up that, that great running club, Arif. All right. Th- thank you. And I also want to say that uh, you don't see too many family-oriented or fa- open to family uh, families in running group, but we do. So you could have little kids who are even in strollers uh, or you could have elders joining. And, you know, we have beginners to expert uh, level of running runners and we just either we walk jog around we do our own pace we have uh, you know we try to make fun activities you know not everybody loves to run but we try to do like walk challenges uh, step challenges we do like fitness challenges how many push-ups you could do <laughs> or we even have fun activities like men versus women and that gets a little crazy <laughs> because you know the ladies want to defeat us and men want to go like, no <laughs> so we have those kind of challenges to make make you know uh running fun you know For so sure. it's it's hard to one of the challenges is to get people in but once you have these cha- uh, fun activities it gets them going and you know they're like oh this is not all about running it's just getting people together no matter the faith or you know the ethnic group or religion you believe in 
Yes, uh, uh, yeah, the Peachtree Road Race, 4th of July, 60,000 participants. Wow, great. It's, it's, great. Uh, it's various distances, right? Yeah, yes. I mean, uh, no, it's only a 10K. It's the world biggest 10K. Oh, is that right? Okay. Right. So, you know, if you're one of the fast guys, you're in the beginning, in the beginning waves. If you're one of the slower guys or just want to walk, you put all at the end. But the 60,000 people start and then there's a big party at uh, Piedmont Park where the, it ends. Okay, but, great. But you, from the beginning to end, you'll have, you know, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? everyone cheering you on from the beginning all the way to the end. It's the most fun race ever. <laughs> all right, peach you tree. Have to, you, have to, you have to come in and uh, do that race one day. Of course, Peaches from Georgia. We'll, we will definitely do that, the world's largest 10K. And I'll post a link on our, uh, on our Facebook page and on the website so people can find it if they're, if they're interested as well. Right. So, uh, Arif, as, as we wrap up, um, if you had one message to share with everyone um, you know, in the running world, what, what would it be about your club? Yeah, so it's, even though it's called Atlanta Muslim Running Club, we're actually open to everyone, no matter what race, religion, uh, ethnicity. Uh, I just feel like running just brings uh, people together, you know. And, and, one, and, and, and what other sports do you have more than 10,000 people participating? You know? <laughs> That's true. And I know you guys join, you don't just do your own group runs, but you join other groups around Atlanta really often to kind of mix mix with other groups. Exactly, yes. We have the uh, Big Peach uh, Running Store. Uh, we have the North Georgia Running Group. We also have the Run for Foresight. Uh, we try to uh, collaborate with them as well because, like I said, running is sport that brings everyone together. Cool. Well, thanks. Let, let's end on that note. And I really appreciate you being with us, Arif. Um, Look forward to running with you guys soon and getting up there to Atlanta. Thank you for having us. Definitely. Till next time, happy running. And thanks to all of you for joining us today. I learned a lot in the making of this episode. You know, in each one of these, there's so much behind the scenes editing and trying to connect with people that sometimes things get lost in the shuffle and One of the things I wanted to relay to everyone um, that I learned and that others shared with me is the power of sacred words and the power of hope uh, to many. And a few verses of sacred words that were shared with me while I was creating this, I wanted to put in at the end. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God from the book of Matthew in the Bible. And whoever saves a human life shall be regarded as though they had saved all of humankind. That's from the table 532 of the Quran. A lot of crazy stuff in the world. But somehow through the process of recording this episode and talking with great people, I seem to feel I'm a little bit closer with a part of the world that I thought was really distant. And that's all due to running. Pretty cool. Well, till next time.
you and all the local running clubs, all the people out there. Happy running.